Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. Demystifying Pelvic Pain and Hemostatic Methods for Myomectomy. This themed issue of BJOG is devoted to benign gynecology. The assembled papers address some of the broad challenges gynecological surgeons are seeking to solve in 21st century care. Firstly, perineal pain disorders remain poorly characterized common women's health issues with limited, consistently effective treatments. We've included two studies that address this area. Labat and colleagues investigated whether combination therapies provided superior clinical pain reduction for pudendal nerve disorders. They conducted a multi-site clinical trial of pudendal nerve blocks using local anesthetics and randomized the addition of corticosteroids. Disappointingly, no dramatic response to nerve blocks occurred with the combination, and just as importantly, the overall efficacy of nerve blocks was markedly lower than reported in some uncontrolled case series. In a similar vein, a review by Falsetta and others describes the current gaps in our understanding of localized provoked vulvodynia. The most effective treatment cited by the authors is surgical excision of the locally sensitive vestibular tissue. Interestingly, they are also able to discuss recent findings pointing to a potential role for fibroblast-mediated inflammation through activation of pattern recognition receptors. This is perhaps due to even low levels of fungal infection. These fibroblasts may provide new targets for non-surgical treatments. Also included in this issue are two clinical trials addressing common clinical concerns. Van Hannigam and colleagues sought to determine whether evaluation for polyps with saline sonography and hysteroscopy in women with postmenopausal bleeding might reduce further bleeding in those who already have a benign office endometrial biopsy, but are known to have a thickened endometrial stripe. Relatively low rates of persistent bleeding a year later were observed in both the treated and untreated groups. Similarly, van der Heijden looked at whether timing of intrauterine system insertion might affect procedural-related pain. No difference in reported pain was observed regardless of when the IUS was inserted during the menstrual cycle. Of note, nulliparous patients did, on average, report severe pain with insertion, suggesting there is a need to better counsel these women and provide adequate pain relief. In the perioperative arena, we present two pragmatic studies attempting to minimize blood loss during myomectomy using well-established uterine targeting treatments. Atashkoy and colleagues describe results from a well-designed double-blinded RCT of oxytocin versus saline placebo perioperatively. They found a dramatic difference in estimated blood loss using 30 IUs of the active agent. Its counterpart study by Cohen and colleagues is a non-blinded randomized trial to also limit operative blood loss, myometrial injection of vasopressin. Due to safety concerns about the cardiac effects of vasopressin, the trial looked at whether more dilute concentrations of the drug would be more effective than conventional dosing. This study focused on laparoscopic myomectomy and did not find a difference between the two different dosing strategies, with both proving effective. It is interesting to contrast the shorter operative times seen in a Tashkoi study of open cases with Cohen's trial of laparoscopic procedures, but also to note that oxytocin and vasopressin seem to achieve similar levels of reduced surgeon-estimated blood loss. We are pleased to have been able to include a number of thoughtful commentaries, mini-commentaries, and BJOG perspective articles in this issue. These provide extra context and viewpoints and make for interesting reading. We hope you enjoy this themed issue. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG.
we have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at bjogtweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.